Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to The Overflow Podcast. You can find us at theoverflowpodcast.com. We are so glad that you are joining us today. As always, uh, my name is Joaquin. And I'm Jake. And we are here with a special, fantastical, I just met him, so I'm going (laughs) off of what Jay said, guest. So Jay, why don't you introduce uh, my new friend and your old friend, to the listeners. Well, listeners, you guys heard us speak about him last week when I talked about my trip to New York. Um, to the right of me is my brother James, who ran the marathon, the New York City Marathon last Sunday. James, say what up to the peoples. Hey, what's up? Thank you for having me. Uh, we are glad that you are here. So real quick, before we proceed, we got a bunch of stuff we got to cover. Word. Um. Why don't you give us just kind of a little bit of background on who you is? Yeah, so I was uh, I was born in L.A., moved over to Atlanta when I was like What's 10, 10, 10 years old. I uh, pretty much grew up in, in Marietta, Georgia my whole life. I moved out to Atlanta. Right now I'm living in Duluth. And, yeah, I'm a, I'm a physical therapist. I'm also a, a youth pastor i've i've worked with youth kids for the past five six years and um, i've done that for a while and i love running i like to run and uh, jay came up with me this last trip for this marathon and he was like the best fan ever awesome and and how long how long have you been how long have you been a believer uh i've been a believer i would say i i grew up in the church but i didn't take my faith seriously until college that's so, like a lot of us. Yeah. Excellent. Mm. Not me. I took it serious in kindergarten when I was learning English. <laughs> and every day I was like, Jesus, help me understand these people. Help um, me learn English. I do not understand. <laughs> um, awesome. So, yeah. So, today uh, a lot of stuff has been has been uh, going on. You know, we got uh, the just the, the uh, wildfires out in uh, California. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, over yeah, yeah. Last week and this week. Do you know anybody, James, over there that's been affected by that? Uh, no, I don't. But my friends out in California, <clears> they <throat> have been talking about it a lot. So, but not directly. Affected. Not not directly. Yeah, um, not directly. I know like us, uh, Gerard Butler, um, uh, posted his house burnt down. Really? Um, Hannah Montana. What's her name? Not Hannah Montana. Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. <laughs> her house. Her house burnt down. Uh, Neil Neil Young. His house burnt down. Uh. There's been several celebrities, uh, uh, some director, I can't think of what he directed, but he directed some TV show, like some famous show or something, but like his house burned down. So um, the I don't know if you've seen the news. It's, it's um, I mean, it's amazing. This is the level of destruction, right? That this, this like fire just whoosh, just goes through. And and from my understanding, it waste. started from a campfire, right? Most things always start from a campfire or some kid trying to. Do a prank or, or something. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, so we got we got campfires. Uh, you know, this uh, over the weekend we celebrated uh, 
uh, 100 years since the end of the, um, World War I. It's been 100 years. Uh, there was a lot of controversy there, but, you know, all the world leaders got together. Um, and, uh, you know, World War I is the first modern war. And the first modern warfare. The first war. Uh, that's a video game for uh, the <laughs> Xbox, PlayStation. Um First war where they use uh, automatic weapons. So imagine, you know, before people met in front of the fields, you know, and charged. Now you had people, first they charged and just getting just, I mean, millions, right? Millions died. So that's something we should always, I know, as a history guy, it's always, you know, we should have this kind of. Yeah, that's you. Kind of remember that. Mystery history. Because of the, the devastation, that war wiped out a generation of men. Um, yeah, it did. Uh, so we have that. Um now, for uh, the nerds out there, uh, today was a very sad day. Uh, for we nerds. Uh, <clears throat> I don't count myself in that ilk. Um, I don't want to be in that company. Bad company. <laughs> bad company of nerds. You already but, are, what, but what is it, Jay? What happened? Today, we lost a great man. A great a, visionary. A great American. Right? A guy who... Who humanized superheroes, right? If you think about it, right? There was Superman and there were all these other superheroes who were like just like, like untouchable. Like gods, like, demigods. Right? Yeah. Or, and um yeah. and then here comes this guy who was rejected as a writer for DC, right? And used that rejection to start his own company, which after a while turned out to be Marvel Comics, right? And Stan Lee, Stan Lee, man, um, creator of Spider Man. Right, creator Fantastic Four. He, I think he had. Um, uh, didn't he have a hand in Black Panther? He, no, he created Black Panther. Yeah. Right, this, right, this, this white guy created Black Panther. Um, he co-created Doctor Strange, Daredevil, like the, like all the, all the, these, the these big superheroes, big iconic, yeah. right? That have become icons now. Mm. Like all came out of the mind and imagination of Stan Lee. And from what I understanding, in my little stint. A little time working for Marvel Comics, the way um, Stan Lee would create these heroes is that he would get with a writer, right? Right. It's just him and a writer in a room, or whatever, right? Or writer illustrator. Like Steve Ditko was a writer illustrator, right? So he would just get in a room and he would just like make up the stories. This is like out loud, speaking them out loud, and the illustrator co-writer would like as would follow the story and then create the character right so it's like if i want to make up a, a superhero right now i would just say hey you know so i see whatever whatever right and then one right. of you guys will start drawing it out mm. and then i'll come in with my input and that's how these heroes were like created with the exception of spider-man like you just right. created spider-man off the like bat. stick a stick man kind right? of look and that's, all know, <laughs> that's all i can do <laughs> stick man and um and dude like he humanized like the best the the, the biggest attraction to like a spider-man is the fact that he was just like a regular Joe, regular kid, that just happened to be given these superpowers, right? And even though he had them, you know, because of his uncle, great power comes with great responsibility. Right, he he, he right. still like he humanized them, right? Makes mistakes, you uh -huh. know. It doesn't, uh, you know, uh, kind of uh, um, feels, you know, he feels the mistakes he makes, you know, he, right? He, he feels, feels the, the weight re of it. repercussions, right, mm -hmm. and uh, the consequences of that. Um, so yeah, so he passed away ninety five years old. So nobody uh, can say he didn't live. A good life. Dude, he is so iconic that he made a cameo in Teen Titans Go, which is like a DC right. movie, right? <laughs> like, 
totally the other party. He made a cameo in the DC movie. Not once, but twice. He's done yeah. it twice in Teen Titans Go, in the Teen Titans Go movie. Yeah, so if you right. haven't seen Teen Titans Go, watch it for Teen Titans Go because it's hilarious. It's and hilarious. then the little bonus will be it's hilarious. the uh, Stan Lee. Yeah, I, I can honestly say that um, Stan Lee was a big part of my life. Like, he was a big part of my life right, growing right. up. Reading comics and buying, <laughs> <laughs> buying Marvel comics. Yo, I remember Marvel comics when they were comic, comics when they sold for a when quarter. When they were a nickel. When they were, <laughs> when they were a quarter. I used to, my, dad, my daddy would give me a quarter. I'd get a comic book and a pop and a hard candy and I'd go read in the park. <laughs> That's what Jay sounds like right now. Right? But I'm saying, like, he, he was a big part of my- we of take my, the subway for a penny. Of my life growing up. So, you know. That's us. We want to give a shout out to- not that he can hear it, but we'll yeah, give but, a shout out yeah, to Yeah, rest him. in peace to Stan the Man uh, Lee. Stan The whole Lee. world says Excelsior right now. Um, yeah, so we have um, so we have that. So now um, we're going to go ahead and hit... hit um, so, our, so we're going to go our song of the week, and we're going to go our movie trailer of the week so we can kind of... So, yeah, get out of there. Go, go th- get those out the way. So our, our, our song of the week, uh, dude, we just ran across randomly... And, I don't um, even know how you found him because I opened up YouTube and he was there. And he was there in the YouTube. Um, yeah. So the dude's name is K Sparks. Uh, songs called "Say Less." Um, we'll have it. We'll have it on the site. We'll and we'll we'll tweet it out on and we'll tweet it out and Instagram it out and Facebook it out. Super dope. Real kind of like almost like '90s uh, era vibe. It's like a real jazzy, it's a real jazzy hip hop vibe. East Coast New York you know, hip hop raps. It's a, you know, but it's a great little story. Uh, it's very dope. So we, um, which is funny because I was I was talking to Juice today. He was telling me about how, like you know, with the emergence of trap, like how he misses, like the old school kind of vibe, yeah. kind of vibe that had like a more. It was there was it was it was more musicality, correct, in hip hop back in the day, right? So right. Like that's why when you when we heard it after the while we were listening to it, like I sent them the link. So yeah, you can check it's, it out. Um, right because back in the day they would take music from other people, actual music from other people, and use it instead of just using a pad and creating their own thing. Right. Um. So that's uh. So anyway, so be on the lookout for that. Uh. And then our trailer of the week is is <laughs> is, is a surprise. Right. I would say it's a surprise. Yeah, I would say it's sure um, is. because. When we first heard this movie was being made, we were both kind of, kind of gave like a stink face, right? We were kind of like, "What?" <laughs> now, why is I, this getting? A movie? I'm not a big fan. I was never a big fan of this little cartoon character or whatever. It wasn't a thing for me. I might, maybe I'm too old or I was aging out of it. There's people my age that are really into it. So that's not, that, that can't be the excuse, right? Um, <laughs> Uh, but the trailer dropped today for for a live action slash animated movie, Pokemon Detective Pikachu, with Ryan Reynolds with Ryan as the Reynolds voice of Pikachu. As the voice of Pikachu. That's why I said Deadpool too before. And <laughs> so first of all, like I remember the last the when the first few Pokemon movies. I remember when they came out and they played in the movie theater. Yeah, but they, they were, were animated. They were big things, right? Animated, bunch of kids and 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 people in their twenties, <laughs> their thirties probably at that time. But Pokemon's it, Pokemon kind of went away, right? Kind of uh, as far as being mainstream, it kind of died down. You still had the hardcore people. Then it kind of came. It kind of made a little bit of a comeback. With the game, with the game, with the Pokemon Go on the phones, and I remember when it first came out, we go to the, we go to the park up here, uh, Swift Cantrell Park, 
and you see every, everybody just walk. You, you knew who was there for the game because <laughs> they're walking around uh, looking down, and none of them were in shape. So what I'm saying is that's how you knew. It's like these people crawled out of their basements. You saw they were all, hunt, all pale, hunt, pale hunt people. Pokemon. They were all pale, chunky, pale people. People still and play. I, and I say that, you know, I say that with love in my heart. But eat a salad every once in a while. Um, so dumb. So I'm very judgmental now that I've lost weight. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I own that. I own that. I can be. I can be. <laughs> That's right. You right? Got, I can you be judgmental. <laughs> I was a fat guy. I was an obese guy. Now I'm just fat, working my way down. Working my way down to chunky. Um, but, <laughs> to chunky. I might be chunky now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Check it out. Like I said, we'll have it out there. Um, yeah, it'll be up on the website. It's, it's surprisingly, it, like, it surprisingly looks good. Like, I, I told Jay, I was like, I'm, I'm going to go watch the movie theaters. Dude, like, we I'll, watch, go watch it. I'll go watch, watch the movie theaters. It's so funny because I remember when they first announced it, and I was like, oh, what the hell? Come on, seriously. Uh, really? Pokemon? Pokemon? Just because of Pokemon like, Go? But then seeing the trailer, I was like, yo, this is hilarious. Like, you yes. know, Deadpool 2. Yes. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a, a a left here because I don't did we talk about um okay, so I'm jumping off of Pokemon Go because I don't know if we talked about this last week. Dun 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 the the um the Catholic version of Pokemon Go. Did we no, we didn't talk we about didn't it. Bring no, that we, up. we didn't bring it up on the podcast. On, we, we did talk, we talk about, about it. So I made a very inappropriate joke about so, it. Right. So we're, so we're not gonna we're not gonna say the joke. Well we may say the joke. We're not gonna say the joke. Well we may say the I'm joke. I'm gonna send this to Angel be like Angel I need you to edit this part out. <laughs> um so so listen to this James because Pokemon Go was 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 so popular this guy approached the Vatican Approached the Catholic Church and got their permission to create a, I call it a Saints Go, where instead of hunting Pokemon, you hunt the Saints. You was it the Saints Pokemon. or was it priests? Saints. The hmm. Saints. You, you, look, you go and you try to find the Saints. And so you walk around, you get artifacts, just like the game, but it's for Saints. You know, you're looking for Saints. You might look for some priests, I would imagine, but it was, it was like Saints. Um... And I can't remember the name of it, but it was like we called it. I call it Saints Go because um, that just seems <laughs> that seems very appropriate. Did you find it, Jay? It should probably it would probably be in Vatican blessed app is Pokemon Go for Saints for Saints. Follow JC Go. Follow JC Go, and you can hey. So if you're opposed, right to, there you go. If if you're opposed to the it little, should have, it should have a it should have a. <laughs> An R rating. If you're opposed, like don't let your children play this game. If you're opposed, (laughs) wow, you you did it. You did it. Uh, Twenty five and over. Oh oh, man, you know what? We're gonna have a moment of silence for that joke. (laughs) Not for Stan Lee, but for that joke. Very inappropriate, Jay. Um, We have Catholic listeners, Jay. Way to offend them all. (laughs) Now we're gonna lose all three of them. They're not gonna get offended. <laughs> they're offended more with what's going on in Pittsburgh, or or, or they're or they're not. And in Atlanta. <laughs> no, did you hear yeah, that? That um, the whoever the Cardinal of Atlanta put out a list of the Catholic priests that were also offenders here in Atlanta. No, I did not see that. Uh, but anyway, let's go back to this. 
So anyway, the, the idea, the <laughs> idea, though, go at. the idea, yeah, the idea you're gonna like <laughs> hunt the saints. But my question is, if you're in America, like your saints would be like you wouldn't have many saints, no. right? Most of them are no, over. I, I think in, like, it's in Europe. I, I think it's I think it's mainly for or maybe like the Vatican the area, people, the people in Rome. Hey, but <laughs> with with Pokemon Go, people travel to different countries to catch Pokemon, right? Because so yes. there are there are country wasn't there, centered. Pokemon. Wasn't there one guy that caught? Caught them all. And well, he traveled he, all over the world. No, he caught all of the ones here in the states, and then he was sponsored to they like right, so, right. forgot who I would think Sheridan or whoever they flew him out to the other countries that to try had to just the regional, so he can catch them and he can the, fill up. Try to catch the region, the yeah, regional yeah. ones. That's which, insane. Which is funny, right? No, because it was only because he did it like I think in a week or in two weeks. Okay, that's like he, insane. Yeah, oh, it's super because insane. That means you don't sleep. Yeah, exactly. He said he would he would be at work, he would leave work, and he would walk like thirty blocks home, so he can go. Yeah, he was in New York. Yeah, it was in New York, and then he would go like his girlfriend supported him, and then they let out some Pokemon that only came out at night, so he would get in a cab because it's New York. So so he walking around this, New York. City, he had so. a girlfriend. Yo, that supported I him. I quit. <laughs> So instead of I'm making out. instead of making fun of the fat people that are walking around the park, you should join them. You I get should, a girl. I should join them, and I get a a fat girl for a girlfriend. But then you guys are walking around, so there you go. Nah, you lose it all. I I couldn't do that. I don't even play like any games on my phone. I can't. Yeah, I true. can't try to. I, I can't do it. So I just tried. go. Just go and support her. Then let her play. Nah, that's all right. I'm not uh, moving to New York uh, just so that I can meet no, somebody. No, I'm saying here, here, here. Yeah, no. Last time I went to Swift Cantrell, the the numbers, the herd had thinned, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> you say my my joke was inappropriate. <laughs> well, you know, at least mine's not like against a group of people, a, a religion. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, right along. What was, I, had an, I had another joke. Oh no, the best part about Pokemon Go in New York is that people get mugged. <laughs> Because they weren't paying attention, dude. No, but, that's what I'm saying. Like he went, he would take a cab. He went the cab, drive, drive him around. around. Wow, that's a lot of money. All right, so now um, we got a couple of stories that are uh, bananas. Yeah, this is two two drops in our like, what the bucket, like bananas. What the bucket? <laughs> um, both of them. So we need a we need a bumper for this. We, what we, the? Yeah, like both of these stories. Um, it was kind of it's kind of like the you know the old like the record. The record getting stopped, right? Skirt, mm-hmm. because um, I don't know. You know what? Let's start with the uh, the Lutheran pastor. Yes, let's do the free range. Let's do the free range. <laughs> so, so out in Colorado, the grass fed. Um, is it in Colorado? I believe it's in Colorado. Oh my goodness. Um, so there's this. Yeah, it is. It is out in Colorado. Out in Colorado, there's this. Uh, uh, there's a church organization called the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. And they have this woman pastor who super relevant, right? Because she's a super, woman. No, that's not even the super that's not, tatted up. That's not even the that's not even the thing, like, right? Oh my god, she's so relevant. Charismatics have pastors. But right, the point the what made her stand out the first time I ran across her was that yeah, right. She's like this female that was, you know, all tatted up. She cursed. Which I was like, well, Mark Driscoll did it first, so that's and, and he lost, and, and, and he and, lost and, the church and, organization. And, he found it, and, and and he regretted it, right? Um. Uh, but then she's very like her church is very they're very open in their very theological and in, stances and inclusive, as it were, very open and inclusive. Uh, have a lot of LGBTQ members. 
Um, uh, and just a, kind of a very so she comes out. She wrote this book apparently, but part of the the thing is she came out as she's very pro LGBTQ and pro pornography. Hmm. Right, so she's pro pornography. So, so um, now I, I will say this. Her reasoning at the very beginning, uh, to me, made a little bit of sense. Did it? A little bit. What she say? Right, because she says this. She goes, I refuse to pick the low-hanging moral outrage fruit of liberals and conservatives about porn. <clears throat> um, now, there are issues of justice and exploitation within the industry, no question, but it doesn't mean, now this is where I don't agree with her, it doesn't mean consumption of pornography should be, should be shamed. Um. So, so she's saying, you know, part of what she's saying is, is you know, um, I'm not going to shame people when they already feel, when they already feel ashamed, and I can, I can, I can, uh, I can abide with that a little bit, right? You know, um, we know, all of us haven't grown up in church. We, we know, you know, if, you know, shaming someone doesn't necessarily bring them in closer, you know, to God, right? right? When you start shaming people, usually that's what ends up driving them away, especially because you know that, that they feel, um, especially, especially when you know that they feel a, a shame about it, right? right. And you, you know they feel a shame about it because we don't talk about it, right? It's not something that's talked about. Why? Because it's shameful. So then adding that shame on top of that shame isn't helpful. So I kind of, like on that aspect of it, I'm like, yeah, I can see that. You know, we shouldn't just go around shaming people. Um it doesn't matter what sin. What sin? <laughs> you know, but she's like, I'm not going to shame him. Um, if we took shame out of the fact that people like to view erotic imagery, the compulsive behavior around consuming pornography would decrease. And that I was kind of yeah. like, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> and if you don't no. make people feel bad about porn, then they'll stop watching porn. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't think that's the reason. But. <laughs> You know, so there's a, you know, so it's, a, it's an interesting conversation, you know, because, you know, you have, you do have organizations like Triple X Church. That that's kind of, right. that's what they deal with, right? They deal with right. helping people, uh, uh, whether it's people that are in the porn industry, get out of the porn industry, right. or but whether it's as helping far people as get I through, know, get through that. they don't sit there, you know. Right, they don't shame you, but they don't, they, they don't, don't join you they either. They don't join you and say <laughs> it's okay. Um, so we thought it was funny because... For me, was the thing is that um, she, <laughs> she talked about that, it, it, you know, as long as it was like ethical, ethical porn. <laughs> what the hell? Right. Because she was like, well, yeah, you know, there there is exploitation in pornography and that's not all good. pornography is. Exp right. People shouldn't be. um you know, shouldn't be, uh, um, here we go. Ethically, and I'm, so, so I can quote her, right? No fake news. Go ahead. No fake news. She said, that which makes, what she said is even, is even better than what I said, actually. <laughs> she, she goes, there's nothing wrong with viewing pornography. It's fine, especially if it is ethically sourced porn. Ethically Ethically sourced, sourced porn. My question is, what does that mean? <laughs> that means you go out into the country and you, and you find, find porn actors running you around find free. porn actors, free, free range, range grass-fed, <laughs> organic. <laughs> <laughs> 
And if they're the ones that make it, you're okay. Then you're but, okay. But if you go to the porn factories where they have them all bunched up in cages, right? Where they then, then that's you go wrong. to the porn factory that is raised, that is owned by Monsanto, and, and they the corn, put the corn and, fed, and, 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 and they and they have you know. Right. STDs, HIVs, Cause they're, cause XYZs. Because they're all in a cage and they're right. corn fed. Yeah, they're corn fed. Then, then um, yeah, I guess. And all that is corn syrup. So for me, the, the whole thing of this story, that's what stood out. Like, not just the fact that she was like, it's fine to watch it. Go ahead. I was like, her church membership is going to grow. But, <laughs> but this, you know, but the, all she needed to say is, you can watch porn and I don't care if you smoke weed. I mean, that's, she's in Colorado. So it's like, whoosh, all yeah, of a sudden, it's, it. it's going to be a mega, mega church. Hmm. Legacy. No, um, so <laughs> that's not the legacy. That's not the legacy way. That's <laughs> but yeah, but the whole idea of ethically sourced porn, completely Dude, all the jokes. Completely, all the jokes. I was just like, what is all the jokes? What? I want to like, I want to tweet. I want to say, what is ethically sourced? Yeah, porn I'm a tweeter. Mean? I should. I was like, what does that mean? Tweeter. What What do you mean by ethically sourced ethically porn? Sourced. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a farm in Colorado. There you go. I have a free range porn a farm, in Colorado. farm in Colorado. <laughs> They moved. They moved them out there from from uh, California with all the burning. You know, all the the woods burning. They just kind of moved them out oh, to see. Oh man! And on that note, oh you know, my goodness! So now the other the, one. And, and on that note, you know, we are praying for the people, of California, for the people of California that are California. That is true. Suffering with the yeah, forest fires. It's uh, it's sad, sad, sad. But all right. So then the third uh, article that I ran across today. <laughs> That once again, I I just don't understand. Uh, I don't the understand. Awards are full today. I don't understand. So this is so I, uh, this is off of a, a website called Pulpit Pulpit and Pen. Um, and now their source comes out of out of uh, 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 news sources out of out of Toronto, out of Canada. And this is this is the title: After coming out as atheist, pastor still keeps job. <laughs> After coming out as atheist, pastor still keeps job. So I'm just gonna. This is just the. the that's, that's that's funny though, right? Isn't that like in the? <laughs> isn't that like in the title, right? So if I go to work tomorrow and I say, you know what, I am no longer an art director. I do no. I no longer want to be an art director, right? <laughs> you think I'm gonna keep my job? You think this? <laughs> right. Say okay, Jay. Well, you know, you know, just stay there because you know you're a good looking guy and you fill up that chair really well. Right, right. No, it's like and everybody happening. likes you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, all a bunch of lies right there. Um, <laughs> well, one lie, one lie breeds more. He gets another, and he gets another. So this is kind of the first, the first paragraph. Um, a United Church minister who had faced, uh, so who had faced an unprecedented ecclesiastical right. court. United hearing, Church is the name of like the, the, the organization. Non, the organization. A United Church minister who had faced an unprecedented. Ecclesiastical court hearing over her professed atheism is no longer in danger of a defrocking after the two sides reached an agreement in the long running case. Now she came out as an atheist in 2016. Right, right. From what I read, she's right, but she is she's retaining, been a professed atheist she is for a retaining while. her position with the church as a pastor, e- even as in a spite pastor. of not believing in God. Yes, as a pastor. So this pastor who doesn't believe in God is a pastor. Is going to so, be a so, pastor. Of a church, and that it's, and it's not a small church. It, well, not even this. It's like a. It's like if a Southern Baptist pastor came out and said, "I'm an atheist now," 
And the Southern Baptist Convention was like, well, all right, you know what? That's fine. You can stay. You can stay there. No, even because we know because we know the Southern Baptist right is very conservative. Yeah, even worse, very conservative even worse in that article, it says that the members of the church were okay with it. Yeah, like half the members of the church like are like they're like good with it. Cool, that's your truth. What stuff like this makes me want to curse. I just I just want to punch things. Right, because I this is I this is. This is the reality, right? Let me let me let me let me take it a little personal James, don't right you now. Ever do this to us. Right? <laughs> let me take it a little personal right now, right? We will run you down. Right? We're here Eventually. with this whole legacy thing. So <laughs> we'll wait till you get tired. Right? <laughs> this whole legacy thing, right? You always gotta the, come the, back. The legacy church and 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 working slowly and praying and pulling in things to try to start this church. And all I gotta do is say I'm an atheist, and like everybody will start coming. Come on. I mean, um, you know, honestly though, like I kind of, I kind of want to f- see if if they post, if she posts her sermons online, because oh. I I would like to know what an atheist pastor preaches about on Sundays. What's her name? Um, Greta Greta Vosper. Vosper. Um, Greta Vosper podcast. So, so yeah, um, she was ordained in 1993. Served uh, minister of West Hill United Church. That's the name of the church. Since 19, so she's been there since 1997. Um, yeah, most of her current congregants are supportive of her views, um, but some have been critical, saying her beliefs. She's are, on Stitcher. Saying her beliefs are at fundamental odds with the doctrine and values of the United Church. Ready? The second largest religious denomination. Ready? Right. She's on Stitcher. Greta Vosper, bridging the space between religion and secularism. Well, see, but that might that might just be a, a blog. I mean, a a podcast where she's talking. We're gonna we're gonna have to find, I'm gonna have, we're gonna have to see because I'm super super curious. What's the name of the church? Um, West Hill United Church. West Hill United Church. United Church. West Hill. We should have. Um, it's the. Uh, if you want dialogue, we are eager to talk. Well, you know, get a mobile-friendly website. Oh, you found them? Yeah. West, yeah, West Hill United Church. <clears throat> so we'll have to we'll have to see if um, book study resources. Um. Yeah. So West uh, Hill. So West there we go. Hill. So um. West Hill podcast. A lot. A lot of. N- just nuttiness. Yeah, I got don't, it. I don't. I don't get. Oh, so we'll have to listen to it. Have to listen later. to it later. So yeah. So those are the two things that kind of made us scratch our heads and wonder what's going on. What's going on? What's going on? Because yeah, what's going on? Um, but you know, you know that's that's um. I mean, let's be honest, right? That's uh-huh. that's uh, the world we live in, right? Scoozy, right? Let's be honest. With what's been going on for years, isn't this like a non-surprising event in the trajectory in the trajectory of the of the modern, let's say, the modern church and the direction that the modern church has been going, uh, where it's more feelings and your truth and secularism right. rather than scripture and holiness and faith? Yeah, I could see that. What do you think, James? I man, that's I was just reading through like articles. Right. And uh, just the title itself of the articles kind of got me stuck. It's like author, pastor, atheist. <laughs> right. It's just like it just doesn't make sense, you know. Um I think yeah, I, I kind of agree with Jay. It's it's disappointing to hear, but I don't I'm not really surprised. Right, to mm-hmm. be honest. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, yeah, we got you got Christian artists coming out saying all of a sudden, you know, that they're atheists, and then when you hear their their reasoning, you're like, well, did you ever read the Bible? <laughs> Lecture <laughs> against, like, come on, Gungor, really? <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to mention any names. I didn't mention names. I mentioned the name of the band. <laughs> it's not the same. I didn't say Lisa Gungor. Really, on BuzzFeed's YouTube video that you put out there. Relevant magazine. Relevant magazine that make no freaking sense. Really? Really? But, you know, hey, that's what we do. Or not do. We never call yeah, people we out. We never call people out. So not, not on this podcast. <laughs> because we're all about the love. What about the love? Like the Black Eyed Peas said. So... All right, so Jay, let's go ahead and um, <laughs> jump into it's time for Pastor Jay. That's a nice little segue. Very, uh, like a hard, like a hard. Right? That's, a, that's a hard screech. That's skirt, skirt. Um, screech, screech. Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of what we got uh, as far as just the nuttiness. So feel good about. Hey, listen, we we'll have the links. To, we'll have the links to those articles. You can read them. And then make yourself feel better by listening to Case Barks and watching the Pokemon. So, hello? Yes, so we can watch Pokemon Go to feel better. Listen, well, listen, we're all about transparency. We had, we had a little bit of a setback, but we are back. <laughs> we are back. We ran out of tape. We ran out of tape. <laughs> and we don't even use tape. How weird is that? So, as we are saying earlier, I'm repeating it. Listen, we're posting all this stuff. Watch Pokemon. Watch Case Barks. Now we're going to get to the meat of the issue, the heart of the matter, the thing that matters most. Now it's time so, for, you, for me to transition. What is it, Pastor Jay? Go. No, it's time for me to Pastor transition Jay, to my Pastor Jay voice. Pastor Jay, go. So on this, Jay, week's, go. on this week's podcast teaching, we find – no, right? So, so check this out. <laughs> so last week we talked about running the race, right? And I shared about how I went up to New York with James and he ran the marathon. And it was dope because – like, <laughs> being born and raised in New York City, I had never paid attention to the New York City Marathon at all. Ever. I knew it happened. Ever. 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 I knew it happened. I didn't and care. that an Ethiopian always wins. I didn't care about when. Or a Kenyan. I get it mad at me because, for me, I don't run unless it's from the cops. Right? And even then. Right? That's straight. If, it's, if I'm not being chased by the cops, I ain't running. And even and then, it's, it's more of a brisk walk. And since I don't commit any more crimes, I don't run anymore. Right, so that's one thing. Number two, I knew that it was that the marathon happened in cold weather, and for me, yeah. all the people are crazy. <laughs> we, like, we no longer believe. In how cold you gonna weather. be outside with them short shorts and tank tops running, and it's freezing outside? Yeah, Get out of here. Luckily, though, that's for suckers, James. That Sunday, <laughs> that Sunday, it wasn't. It wasn't that cold. It wasn't that cold. Oh, it was cold. Not, in, not, not when I went outside. <laughs> <laughs> It was cold, man. Because you went out in the morning, like four in the morning, and then at night. But anyway, James, James is he's he's an AT alien, right? He um he founded, right? You're the founder of the Atlanta Run Club, mm-hmm. right? So um, I'm a hush it now, and spotlight's yours, dude. Tell these great listeners, our twenty great listeners, who you are, what you do, and what's <laughs> up with this. Yeah, so I am a a PT. So I, by by default, I love fitness. I love getting people together. I love community, and uh, just one of the things I love to do is to to just run. And running has been one of the things where uh, one, it's been a good source of exercise for me. It's it's free, 
You know, you don't have to to pay to run on the streets, to run on a treadmill. Um, and also, it's been like a big stress reliever, I think, for me. When I run, it's, it's a time for me to really just clear my thoughts, clear my head, and just run, uh, think about things if I need to. But ultimately, it, it kind of keeps my mind off things. And without it, I think I'd be a little more stressed as a person. Right, but I can I can see that for you. Yeah, I can see for that. me. <laughs> <laughs> right, so so James and I we went up to New York City. It was your first time in New York. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, so we we had to take care of the. We got there Thursday. I'm jealous because you went to got Brooklyn there Thursday. So yeah, we stayed in Brooklyn. I'm jealous, which is funny because we stayed in Bed Stuy, and I'm like, I used to sell so much weed here, <laughs> but it's all clean, and now and, and now the weed is fancy was and it's it? more expensive. <laughs> Was it ethical weed? Ethical weed. Ethically sourced. No, it wasn't weed. ethically sourced weed. I don't know where it was from. <laughs> no, it's not. I think the, the the weed now is ethically sourced because they have nice little canisters with labels and designs and things. I just sold them in in transparent baggies. But um, anyway, <laughs> that's grace for that. But anyway, <laughs> right? So um, we got the Thursday night and we did the tourist thing, which is funny because. We were both exhausted. Cause I don't think I told you this, right? We got there at 8, but we didn't leave the airport till like 9 or after 9, right? P- PM? Yeah. No, yes. it, it took... It took... It no, took, it was like it was like 10. It was like 10. <laughs> it was like 10. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it took us two hours to leave. To once leave the airport. Right? Because you flew into LaGuardia. He flew in Dental. Like, dental. He flew in Delta, <laughs> and I flew in American. That's so the tooth. So it was um, two different... Um, what is it? Whatever. Flights? Terminals. Terminals. Thank you. And they're doing construction at LaGuardia now, so none of the terminals are connected anymore. Like, you can't just walk from terminal to terminal. Gotcha. Because there's construction. So in trying to figure that all out, he gets on one of the buses, on one of the, the free buses, and for whatever reason, it leaves the airport, and it breaks down. <laughs> <laughs> It breaks down and leaves him in like in Queens somewhere. Oh lord! <laughs> yeah, the, the bus was literally in neutral for a good twenty seconds on the road, uh, and then you're in Queens. <laughs> I spent a lot of time in Queens, right? So then I call an Uber, and the Uber guy waits somewhere and doesn't tell me where he is. He just tells me, "I'm over here. I'm over here. I'm over here. I'm at the column." I'm like, "Dude." There are columns everywhere. You're like, be specific. <laughs> like, it wasn't specific. So waiting for an Uber. Then I call. I get a. I get a lift. And the lift guy, like, he he did his thing, and um, picked him up. We went to Brooklyn. It's like two hours just walking around trying to <laughs> try to find each other at the airport. Oh, oh that sucks. It's like a romantic movie. But <laughs> and you did. <laughs> you guys run to each other. Or did uh, you stand there in James since he's the runner? He I was, ran, I, was in the, I was in the he lift. Was in the yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was run, I was in the he car. So the car. <laughs> every time he got close to the car, I would tell the Uber driver, go ahead, go, 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 go. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie. But um, so we did the tourist thing, exhausted, dropped everything off. But since this was his, since it was his first time, he went to Times Square. Right. We got to Times Square at 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Best time to be in Times Square? <laughs> Which was great, except that it's funny. We were, we were discussing how tired we were. Right. right? The train. Wasn't running, so we had to take the shuttle bus to the train. Right? And we were exhausted. But the minute we stepped into oh, yeah. Times Square like and the lights. lights and the energy, like all of a sudden, it was like our fourth win. Like we were just up. Yeah, the lights, the 
the black Hebrew Israelites. The no, no black Hebrew Israelites. No, not this time. No, Aww. thank God. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> thank God. No, it was. Like, it was I am the devil. <laughs> it was nothing but tourists. <laughs> compared to them, it was nothing but tourists. Oh, Everybody just taking Elmo. pictures and no, because it was nighttime, so oh, none of right. that the, stuff was there. Yeah, those guys. No good. superheroes. No naked cowboy. They're no nothing. He was there. He was there the next day. We Aww. went the next day. Well, afternoon, whatever, right? So right. we did the tourist thing at night. Mm-hmm. Friday we had the Lecrae tour, the Cray and Minio tour. Um show, not tour. Right. And then um the next day you ran your race, right? No, 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 because that was Friday. Saturday we just hung out. Yeah, hung out Saturday. Race was Sunday. Oh okay. we hung out. He we he had a friend of his show up, um, Chinita. Well, I call her Chinita. But and, and she's a Chinita, right? As you know, she's Korean. <laughs> right? But yeah, tomato, tomato. But, but like I said, for us Ricans, they're all Chinitas. They're all Chinitas. <laughs> right? so, you're a Chino. You're a Chino. <laughs> you're a Chino. It's like, sorry. And um, you call we, me Mexican. <laughs> and we met with Sean. Sean, I explained on this last last week um, in the podcast. And yeah, we just hung out. Yeah, we walked by my old school, took pictures again. No, you're college. Yeah, you college, to... college, college, college. Yeah, because yeah, my, old, my old high, high school. school is all the way in Far Rockaway. That's a long no, way to walk. No, no, no. That's way up in the city, and it, it's shut down. Which school did we go to last time we were in New York? We went to your high school. We went to my, my other high school. Remember, high I, school. I started right. high school in the city, and then somebody, no lie, somebody got their head beaten on the train in the same car that I was on going home. And my dad, with no hesitation, just ripped me out of the school. He said, no more. I'm almost done. He just ripped me out. And I was like, nope, it's nothing's like, going to happen to you on the train. He said, you're going to this ghetto school. <laughs> you're and, gonna, right? and you're going to like it. Right? So, and he goes, yes, papi. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. And scene. <laughs> <laughs> right? And then Sunday, Sunday was the race. Cool. So I need James to share the clean version. <laughs> yes. yeah. Of what he was told at the bodega Saturday night. <laughs> so we, we, we ate pizza. I think we ate pizza almost every day. We ate pizza. This makes me sad. And a bagel. Because like, he had a carb load like the night before. Right. So we went, oh, we went into this bodega. With this bodega and this guy. <laughs> he has to say it because he says it better than I do. So what happened? What, James, what happened at the bodega? You're talking about the, the store owner? Yeah, yeah, the store owner. Yeah. Oh, uh, basically, he just, he called me crazy. But, okay, so, long story short, he was like, did you pay for this marathon? And I was like, yeah, it was like, it was $200 for the marathon. And he looked at me like I was insane. And he said, hey, I'll pay you $150 to run to Jersey and come back. <laughs> you, can do, you can do it for cheaper. <laughs> He's like, see? I give you discount. I give you discount. <laughs> What's the what's the mileage difference? The funny the funny thing is that he looks at me and then he looks at James like this like sardonic like like guy like you're out of your mind. He says, "Listen, I don't know you because he had the accent. I don't know you, but you're crazy." <laughs> I me oh, he was Latino? No, no, he was he was he was Arabian, Arab, Arab. He was Arab. So he was like, "You're crazy." <laughs> like, me, I would never I would never do something like that. I would never do that. You. You're crazy. <laughs> I was 
like, I give you discount. You should have. You should have. You should have figured out what the mileage was. You could have made it easy, 150, if it was less <laughs> than the marathon. I was like, I'm so dead. I'm so dead. Like he just like, like yo, we try to buy stuff from your store. You're insulting. <laughs> You're insulting. Him. No, I, no, I would have. I would have paid him though. No, he said pay me. Yeah, he said pay. Oh, me. he said pay me though. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, right. Oh, two hundred dollars because I paid two hundred to the organization. Oh, so he wanted you to pay him. Like, you paid two hundred dollars. I was confused. I was waiting. Like he kept cursing. So we like, we're not, we're yeah, not bleep, cursing. Like, bleep, you paid $200 you for bleep that bleep? Bleep. Bleep. Uh, bleep. Listen. Bleep, bleep. You're crazy. Bleep, 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 bleep. Pay me $150. Uh, and I'll take you to New Jersey. You can run back. I give you a discount. I give you a discount. <laughs> <laughs> hey, not a bad deal. Next time you know. <laughs> yeah, so he ran the race. Next time you can say you ran and, the And that's what we want to talk about, New right? Jersey, because, New York Marathon. Because like, when I first saw James... When he was running through Brooklyn, I didn't know that the that the marathon was gonna run past the apartment we were staying, and so they started blasting music at four thirty in the morning, right? <laughs> like a bunch of jerk New Yorkers. Yeah, um, no one likes them. <laughs> so then, um, so that's how I found out. I was like, oh, okay. Another buddy of his, Sam. I mentioned this last week. Showed up, and it was also Sam's like first time in New York, but like he's been to New York City as a tourist, but he hasn't been. He hasn't done anything locally. Right, like right. as a local, right. So I took him to this bagel spot that we went to, where they make the bagels right there every morning, and uh, and we wait for James, right, because and we were able to track him on the app, so we were able to see how close he got and whatever. And uh, dude, so I, it's so funny because we see him, he stops to brag, yeah, this is nothing, right, <laughs> and he took a selfie, right, it's like we like we took a selfie, he was like, all right, yeah, and I posted, yo. He said that this is nothing. Oh my god! Right, I'm all impressed. And then we, yeah, why, we, why would you stop? That's and then we we jump on the train. Well, Sam and I jump on the train and see him at the at the at the finish ending, line at the finish line. Yeah, y'all still be waiting for me. <laughs> wait, wait for me. Like I said, <laughs> I want to stop at the apartment. All right, I got halfway. Hey, listen, no one has to go out and finish. Yo, I was like, yo, I would have stopped at. I would have stopped. I'm gonna take a, a nap, guys. I would have stopped for for a pizza and a Peroni <laughs> somewhere. It's just like I'm done. Be done. But anyway, so when we get when we when we get to the to the finish line and we finally see him, right? Like the contrast between Brooklyn at the at the half mark. Right to um to the end, like he was like done, like I didn't I didn't I didn't post those pictures. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. I didn't post those pictures. I posted the pictures of him holding the medal, right? Because he gets a medal. Because like, I had to ask him too, like, yo, do you at least get a medal for running those twenty six twenty six miles? But anyway, and um, and like when I first saw him, I was gonna take a picture. Like he was like, I don't know if he remembers. He's probably delirious. But he was like, nah, no, no pictures. <laughs> like, no pictures. But nice. I'm a jerk. I did anyway. But um, true. But then he tells me how he is, how he um, like his quads gave right, and his hamstrings gave out, and he was like, like in, what was that movie with um, Simon Pegg, Run Fat Boy Run. Mm-hmm. Right, where he's like, you know, you face a wall, like you hit a wall, like something happens or whatever, you hit a wall, and um, tell him. I mean, at what mile marker did you want to quit? Probably right after I saw you guys. <laughs> 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 no, it was. Uh, I I would say like I I tried to remember like the moments where it, it got tough, but mile like eighteen to. 
22 was like brutal. I I couldn't. I almost like threw in the towel at that point. <laughs> Why? Because I couldn't move my legs. <laughs> my my legs were cramping. Uh, quads, hamstrings were cramping, and um, you know, like when you run. No, I don't. Okay, well, <laughs> when you run, uh, when you run, when you've been running for a while, like you kind of hit like your what you call the runner's high. Okay. Right. So, like at a certain point, like adrenaline just kicks in, and you don't really get fatigued. You just like at that point, it's like a mental thing. It kind of takes over, and you're like you're cruising, right? Right. But um, about mile eighteen, it's when that high just kind of went away. <laughs> so it's like at that point, it's like your body is feeling and experiencing everything where where it's at. Like the reality kind of kicks mm. in, and it's like you're kind of off that high. I guess if you, if you make like an allegory to to faith and, and spirituality again, it's like you're off that spiritual high, you know. And that's when things got real. Things got real. Right. Things got real. You get, you get home from camp. You get home from <laughs> camp. Yeah, you know. And and there were times where people like, I mean, for 26 miles, streets were packed with people. Right. But there were also moments where like we were running through the bridge and there was nobody watching. You right. know. And I think that was the hardest part where there weren't people cheering you on to push you forth. Um, but towards... Nobody screaming, witness! Right, right, right. Uh, but, yeah, at that point, I just kind of had to keep pushing. It, it was 100% like a mental thing at that point. Because my body, physically, it was it was like... But what was, was it that made you push, though? Right? Because, like like Joaquin just said, like you could have quit and nobody would have known. I I didn't want to waste the two hundred dollars. No, <laughs> um, no. Nah, just uh, I I knew that I would hit that point, you know. And uh, for me, running is one of those things where it it provides a, a platform for me to to just be grateful for things, you know, right. like in life. And um, when things do get hard, it's not a time for for us to to give up, you know. Um, even though you want to. Like, see, it's easy to quit, and it's but. awesome you said you said that, right? Because, like I said, I could find a sermon and I could see a sermon and everything. And when you told me that at the finish line, right. that like you know your legs were hurting, you wanted to quit and whatever, right? Like I, I, I immediately my brain I didn't say anything because like I was just focused on getting you some food, right? <laughs> to get yeah, to get yeah, yeah. Uh, to to get some nourishment in you after running all those miles, right? But um, Philippians three. 12, and we're going to do what Joaquin said, go down to 16, right? It says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection. This is Paul speaking, right? But I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. If you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you. But we must hold on to the progress we have already made. Right? And 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 I love like like it's funny how when you search things, right, you see that Paul he um he talks about his faith or about this walk that we're on with Jesus as a race, right? He talks about it. He, like, um, compares it 
I'm like forgetting my words. Compares it to like bodybuilding. Like there are a lot of things like fitness centered right, that right. Paul like that Paul uses, right? As um as examples. And um and when you said that, like real quick, these verses came to mind because it's just like you said. You know, when things get hard, that's when you shouldn't quit. But let's be real, let's be honest. That's when most people quit, right? When things get a little tough, when things get a little rough, and you know, they, for whatever reason, I guess they reflect on, like you said before, like that spiritual high, and mm-hmm. they feel that it should be like that all the time, right? But there's no growth in that. There's no maturity in that, right? right. Because me, since unlike you, I'm an immature runner. What you felt at 18 miles, I feel in 18 minutes. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I did it one like One day I said, you know what? Maybe I should try this running thing. <laughs> one morning. Yeah, no lie. One night. So maybe I'm going to try this running thing. And I set my alarm the next day for 5.30 in the morning, right? So I can go outside and run around my neighborhood. Uh-huh. And then at, at 6 o'clock, go back home, take a shower, and get ready for work. Yo. Pulled up the pull up the playlist, right on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulled up the playlist, threw in my headphones, right. Had the Beats headphones, right. My hoodie, my sweats. I started running downhill because I my my where I live, my neighborhood is like is on a is on an incline. So I started running downhill first because of course that's easy. When I made the turn to go uphill, I'm not even lying, like. As soon as the incline started, I was already, <gasps> maybe I should walk. <laughs> maybe I should walk. And when I made the turn, because I was supposed to do it at least twice, like, nah, freak that. I'm going home. Yeah. I, I get that. I'm not, I don't like running. Either. It wasn't even 10 minutes. It wasn't even 10 minutes. Ah, I quit. I'm going home. Running like vegetables is for suckers. <laughs> that's that's, that's going to be my mantra. It's going to be my mantra. <laughs> My head, right? Song. But um, but he says it. You know, I'm not trying to. I'm not saying that I did it already, right? right. I'm still running, right? And I'm still pushing, right? even though it's hard, even though I might want to quit, but I'm gonna still push because I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. Like Jesus did this for me, so that I can get it. You know what I mean? And and it's and and when you said that, like you know, your legs gave up under you. You wanted to quit. You got tired, but you kept on because it's twenty six point two miles, right? And you gave up, and you wanted to. Well, you didn't give up. Take that back. But you you felt like giving up on mile eighteen, right? So that's still what eight point two miles, right? If my math is it, that's right. Messed up as it as it normally is. <laughs> like I said that before I thought about it, so <laughs> I threw it out there. Hold on, wait a minute. Let me count. Uh, duh, duh. Yeah. Right. So that's still eight point two miles. Like, yo, that's a lot. I think that was over. That was over half. You had already run over half the race, right? right? right. <clears throat> you know, and I think that the. I mean, if we want to make that correlation, it seems like a lot of times that's kind of when we quit. That's kind of when we stop. You know, in our kind of our faith walk or our faith journey. You know we, <clears throat> you know we have to, we have to push through the hard to get to the blessing, right? As right. as 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 uh, some pastors would say, or whatever. You know we, you know, um, you know the prize. So you know the prize at the end of the race, at the end of the marathon, is what you know you, you get a medal, right? That's nice, but 
I would I would imagine that the greatest prize though is the fact that you know you did it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You I set out to accomplish this thing and I got to and, and so you get to the end and you're tired and you're beat. But in all things, there's always that re-energizing because you know you did it. I set out I all all the years, the whole let's say just the year, like the whole year of training, running every day, running on the weekends. You know, extending how much you run all the time, right? Building yourself up, building yourself up, building yourself up for what? For 26 miles. You want to quit. Like, if you quit at the end, if you quit at eight miles, you got eight miles left, and that's when you quit. Right? You know, if you think, if you think, it's like, you just wasted. But it's like that, though, right? Because sometimes in this walk, right, we, we, we struggle for something, we pray for something, you know, we 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 cry, we petition before the Lord, and um, and and we don't know this, right? Because we don't see it. But there are many times where we quit when the blessing is like right around the corner, right around the corner, right? It's like it's just just you know you wait wait till you reach the corner and make that turn, and and that's where your answer is. And we just we quit because we you stop. know what, you know I've been doing this for twenty five years and I'm done, mm-hmm. right? I'm still here. It's still a struggle. It still hurt, you know. Still hurts, and I just can't anymore. I'm not doing this anymore, right? And God is like, "Yo, like, 25 years, yeah, right? 25 years. Now you want to quit? I'm like, come right. on, come on, son, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. So, so, and and that's the thing. Like, we 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 titled this "Finish Strong" because, like, like James did it. Like, he right. wanted to quit. Right at the eighteen right. mark, he, he mile might, marker. He, might, he probably didn't think he finished strong. Right? <laughs> no, and, and 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 he probably didn't. Except, and I keep pushing this, right? Except that he, he came in, he finished, but he finished an hour, an hour faster than his last time, right? If I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, hour, hour and a half. An hour and a half. Look, no, no, humble brag. An hour and a half faster than the last marathon he ran, right? And then. <laughs> He came in, yeah, and you still came in. He came in thirty minutes sooner than the predetermined time that the app gave him, right? From his start, right? From his start, like he started at this time, then the predetermined time for him to end was this time, and he came in a half hour before that. And then, like the third thing is that my other, my another friend of mine was also in the marathon, and when I was tracking you both. And he was always a mile or a mile and a half ahead of you, right? It was like, it was, for me, it was like a, it was like a foot race, right? It was like, <laughs> right. yeah, come on, come on, come on, right? And I'm showing Sam, look, look, this is where, this is where this guy is, this is where James is, and then it's like, oh, look, James is closer, oh, James. and then it's like, oh, he's like two miles ahead of him, he's four miles ahead of him, it's like, yeah, James is winning, right? So, and now I want to have faster than his last time, a, a half hour faster than. Then the the app thought that he was gonna be, and you like passed my other buddy that was in the race, right? So that's why you know you finish strong, and and you stay in the faith, right? To keep it, to keep it tied, right? To a Paul set, you know you got to train. So you train by getting in scripture. You pray, right? You walk with the Holy Spirit. That's your training when it comes to this, and you got to stay believing that God is gonna keep His promise. The same right. way you stay believing that all your running. And all your training, right, was gonna help you push 
those. What did I say it was? Eight point two miles. 8. 2 miles yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And here, here's the thing. Like, I think the the big picture of things that I, I always like to take away from moments like this is, yeah, it's like we're all in this this race in life, you know. And right. um, as believers, we know that the greatest race that we can participate in is the one where Jesus is the prize that we fix our eyes on. And I I, I kind of thought of this on the way. It's like getting people to run is almost like getting people to try and start their journey of, of faith, you know, because it's like, hey, just come on. Like you can start some mile, two miles, just, you know, anyone can do it. That's, that's, that's where I'm going with this is that anyone can actually right. do this. You know, like a couple of years ago, like no lie, I could barely run three miles. You know, like I was running out of breath after running three, four miles. And uh, it, it's just consistency. You, know, you just keep running and you kind of get through, figure things out, and you can eventually do it, you know. But you got to um, stay at it. You got to stay at it. Yeah, got to stay at it. And I think people, like when it comes to running, people are intimidated by it. It's like, oh, I can't, I can't do that. You know, and it's the same way with like faith too. When you invite them to join this race of, of faith, it's like, man, that means I got to start reading the Bible, start praying, start doing this and that. Um, but I think the takeaway message is, you know, it's like it's little steps. And when right. you see people like cheering you on, like the whole, basically like a large portion of New York City coming out to spectate and sure you want it. it it really lets you know man like in this journey like you're not in it alone either right. you, the fact that you and Sam came out to support the fact that uh, random strangers people you've never met before were just like the most passionate about you in that moment yes <laughs> you know uh, and I think uh, I, I hope that people listening and um, you know it, it's bigger than running for sure it's more than running and in, in this journey of faith that we partake in, it's like, man, yeah, it's going to be hard. And in the beginning, like, it's going to be a learning curve even. You'll hit, like, a spiritual high. You'll uh, eventually not want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's like, just if you look around as, you know, in Hebrews, I think it's 11 when it talks about the, the, the cloud of witnesses, you know, right. the people yes. that, that ran the race before. And it's like, man, this is... This is doable because Jesus did it for us. Right. And know? if and if you put yourself in a nice church family, right, then you have those people that are gonna be around exactly. you. Exactly. Like cheering you on yeah. and yeah. supporting you while you run your race. Right. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. So that's it. I got nothing else to add to it. You guys uh, did an excellent job this week. I'll save my thoughts for next week. <laughs> <laughs> so the takeaway of this is, you know. Run your race, right? Right, and finish strong. And finish strong. So, uh, hey, we are glad that uh, you guys uh, listening out there hung out with us this time. Um, as always, uh, we want to say thanks, James, uh, for being here with us. Thank and you. like we tell everyone, if you're ever just sitting around bored and you want to join us, let Jay know. We're usually recording on Mondays because we can never do anything on time. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, where can people get information about the Atlanta Run Club so they can join you? Oh, yeah, so Atlanta Run Club, uh, just a quick uh, rundown of what it is. Um, it started with me and my friends. It's a it's a pop-up social run club that we started in the Atlanta, Duluth area. And we just kind of meet on random times. We post times and locations. People show up to run. Uh, we do all our announcements on our Instagram, at Atlanta Run Club. That's it. All right. Yeah. Cool, cool. 
All right. So that's it. So as uh, hey, glad that you joined us. Theoverfullpodcast.com. You can find all our information. As always, I'm Joaquin. I'm still Jake. And this is the Overfull Podcast. Till next week. Peace.